I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Coming up on today's edition of Pred's Power Hour with Brian Baston of OnTheForeCheck.com. We talk Tommy Novak and Cole Smith, their season reviews. Uh, if Evan Rodriguez, who ultimately did not end up in Nashville last offseason, but what if he did this year? Doesn't he make sense all over again? We talk about that for Nashville, the Milwaukee Admirals playoff run, and uh, Kyle Dubas out in Toronto. So a little national NHL uh, coverage as well. All that and more coming up on this edition of Pred's Power Hour. All right, Uncle Darren, let's go. Chase Thomas pod, the Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. Hello, and welcome back to Preds Power here on a Saturday afternoon, a gloomy Saturday afternoon in all of Tennessee because we span the whole state here on this very program, Brian Bastin, because uh, we got Nashville covered, we got Knoxville covered. You've got the full-on Tennessee look, Ball Navy Tennessee hat. You're you came prepared today. Yeah, yeah, and actually, I, I will say I was trying to find. I was looking at the hats. I was like, I've got a bunch. I should probably wear them. You know, we're different ones, mm-hmm. and I almost was like, eh. Depending on how I feel about Chase today, I was going to wear the Braves hat from the one Braves game I've ever been to. So, I mean, I, you said you've only been to one Braves game ever. Mm-hmm. You remember what it, who was playing and what year? Oh my god! Um, it was. Let's see. I mean, like I did it because I was killing time before I went to see Kendrick Lamar. So, um, mm-hmm. I will. Gosh, maybe two twenty sixteen. I think mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, I think they played the Capitals, maybe not capitals uh nationals okay there you go hockey has permanently just altered my brain now so hey that's part of the deal but yeah i love your setup the office setup when we move um and buy a house this summer um that's i'm really excited to actually build an office around my video Mm -hmm. pod because i have had to do a makeshift thing here it would have required me to tear apart this house or this room and start over and i'm like i don't want to do that if i'm I'm leaving. So this is the make do. I got my little posters by me, but it'll be a whole lot of other stuff after that. But, uh, yeah. you know, we get. Yeah, it's I mean, it's one of those days outside, too. I mean, I, I finally understand, you know, growing up, like I feel like the appropriate thing for me to do after I do this is to go sit out on the couch, 
put on golf or baseball and just pass out and watch none of it. Like, I think I finally understand why that's like a, a dad thing to do. Yes, it's uh, it's uh, after a long week of work and everything else, you just want to be a vegetable. But I got to go get a new phone. Um, actually, oh, yeah? my phone is dying and like it's barely lasting. I've had like a four. I, I hate that we're in this cycle, right? Where I think Apple, they just know they have you. So it's like, we'll just have your phone self-destruct progress, like <laughs> as the years go on. So you have to keep uh, getting new ones every three to four years. But I've gone mm-hmm. as long as I can. I'm at four, four and a half. I have this line down the middle of it. And I've oh, geez. made way like i've had that for like four months i've gotten used to that mm-hmm. um, yeah I, we all go through that period of like i'm just gonna hold out yeah like maybe it's gonna be one month and then you're like oh it's been a year and like you know you hand someone your phone like oh no, no you have to like you have to hold your finger right there just to make sure that button yes. stays pressed otherwise it turns off you know yeah Stuff that's like where that. i'm at so yeah. it's probably but i'm just I'm, I'm so nervous about losing all my awesome photos and my contacts so i'm always like t- paranoid that i have to start over because that would really suck um, i will say i will say this like you know it is nice that everything a lot of my stuff gets backed up uh on, on my on my google phone but yeah there is something freeing about just having a brand new phone with none of your old crap on it i mean that's like, true i'm well, like i, mean, I really cool want to save my, my wife and our dog yeah. and like i don't want to lose those well get it get it backed up dude yeah there's no one to blame but yourself for that one that's true well it's not well it happened to my wife uh like four or five years ago they said they had backed it all up and they messed up and it did not get backed up. So she lost a lot of stuff after. Cause like once they wipe it, it's wiped. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a goner. So I don't know. I'm just always terrified of leaving it to like some sophomore at, uh, <laughs> at I, Pellissippi I, I, doing it. I trust them more than I trust myself at this point though. Yeah, that's probably fair. Uh, well, this is uh, ostensibly a Nashville Predators podcast. Brian Baston of OnTheForeCheck.com. Go subscribe to OnTheForeCheck.com if you have not already done so. New content each and every day to keep you informed on what's going on in the NHL playoffs. All that good stuff. What's going on with the Preds. Where the, uh, what they're going to do with their picks. Who's going to be coaching the Preds. All that and more uh, covered on the daily over on OnTheForeCheck.com. Go subscribe there. Renegades of Puck, as always. Uh, shout out to Charlie and the friends over there. Go subscribe to their YouTube channel as they keep putting out the content. A lot of good uh, season review pods over the last couple of weeks for uh, Charlie and company. So go check that out. Brian's still doing his stat of the night uh, for mm-hmm. the Admirals uh, playoff run here. So you can always see Brian on that feed as well. Um, let's start, Brian, when it comes to uh, the Nashville Predators and mm-hmm. what happened uh, this particular season i think this would be fun i we're gonna get into some milwaukee admirals we'll probably wrap with them and what's going on there i want to i want to first ask you tommy novak friend of the pod we're Mm -hmm. a big fan of tommy novak on this one i want to start with our season review series with him what did you see out of tommy novak does he forecast as a long-term star potentially for the preds what uh, what did you see about novak that you liked what surprised you and what does he still need to work on going into next season Man, uh, what we saw, and I think everybody saw plain as day, is that Tommy Novak is a is a legitimate NHL player. I think this is a guy who has been um, very consistent in his time uh, with the Predators. I think so this season he played 51 games with Preds, which, I mean, considering the roster turnover and everything like that, for him to be consistently in the lineup is impressive in itself. But then, you know, he came out of this season with 17 goals and 43 points, which not many people would have predicted that. I mean, like even people who really liked him, like probably not thinking like a, a 40 point season for a guy like that, but I mean, he's 25 years old, uh, former third round pick. 
I mean, he has been consistent. He has been excellent with Milwaukee in his time with Milwaukee. I mean, they would love, they'd absolutely love him right now in the playoffs, but unfortunately he's played too much NHL uh, hockey now for him to be there. So, um, you know, this comes after last season where he came in, he had a solid end of the, you know, the previous season, 27 games, one goal and seven points. Uh, but he was, you know, making an impact and it was, it was really positive, but you know, he's backing up to his numbers too with his play. I mean, we've seen, you know, the line of him and Sherwood and Evangelista, which has been crazy. And that those two have gone, continued to go crazy in Milwaukee, but I mean, they, he's been, he's backed it up. I mean, I think the only knock on a guy like this is that his, <laughs> he's not much in the way he doesn't offer much in the way of defense, mm-hmm. which is fine. You know, I think he plays a lot of, of, um, you know, real fast, like four check heavy, you know, where he's create, trying to create turnovers. I mean, he's doing what John Hines really wants them to do. And, and if you watch Carl Taylor kind of has a lot of the same philosophy. I mean, if you looked at last night, mm. uh, you know, the, the admirals were succeeding the most when they are pressing hard and denying, you know, denying them even in to exit their own zone. So mm. it, it's great. But I mean, uh, uh, analytically, I mean, Novak was fantastic. So you look again, we always turn to uh, goals above replacement from Mm -hmm. evolving hockey. Uh, Fifth on the team overall in goals above replacement. The people above him, Roman Yossi, Philip Forsberg, Cody Glass, and Matt Duchesne. Hmm. So um, as for for even strength, five-on-five offense, third on the team behind Matt Duchesne and Roman Yossi. So, I mean, uh, on the power play, he was the most valuable player on the power play for Nashville last season by, um, yeah, more than double. The next highest, who was Roman Yossi. So, this is a guy who has is doing everything. You know, he's obviously got to work some things out with you know with his game. Obviously, they'd like him to be a much better uh, two way player. I mean, his <laughs> his defensive um, uh, component of that goals by placement. Uh, he might, yeah, he is the worst uh, defensive player on the team. So, not great. But he, at least he is backing it up with you know the third highest offensive uh, creation plus. An amazing value to the uh, to the to the, the, the sorry power play. Gosh, uh, so I mean, this is a guy. Really, I, I have no complaints about it. I mean, this is, he's somebody who they took their time with him. They were patient. Um, he has been incredibly successful in the AHL as well. So yeah, he's been a great you know a great you know person to build around with these guys. You know, as the as the Admirals were kind of made their way into the NHL this season, and you know, again, he's. I fully expect him to probably never put on a Milwaukee jersey again unless it's a conditioning stint because I think he's going to be somebody that the Preds, you know, they'll probably keep him there and they'll probably give him another like one or two year contract, I imagine, and keep him around like that to see, you know, how he develops. But he's he probably could develop into something really special. Yeah, and that's huge. Uh, and what I think Preds fans are going to latch onto him and Evangelista a lot over the mm-hmm. next couple of years. I think they're going to be two fan favorites, and just kind of like when the losing potentially, if there is a lot of losing, there could be a mm-hmm. lot of fun with the Novak and Evangelista and what they can become over the next couple of years. And there's no pressure, which is mm-hmm. huge for guys like that. Where hey, you're fully transitioning out of the AHL, like you don't have to be a star. You don't have to do this, that, and the other to keep this team in the playoff uh, chase. And um, I think fans will be be very comfortable waiting and just uh letting them uh work through you know just being a young player in the nhl i think they'll be fine with that so it's good vibes all around when it comes to tommy novak however on the flip flippity flop here brian baston Uh he has been kind of a target on this podcast both from (laughs) uh brian baston himself and uh and our friend jeff middleton as well because cole smith 
um, has had an up and down year, had an up and down <laughs> year in Nashville. Based on the totality of his season, Brian, how would you surmise uh, Cole Smith in Nashville? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's it is fun to come back to this after it seems like about a couple months of not having to talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it's he played 69 nice games for <laughs> uh, the Predators. I'm trying to I'm trying to entertain myself talking about Cole Smith. Um mm-hmm. You know, he played 69 games with Nashville, four goals, uh, 17 points, uh, 14 out of those 17 were primary points, which is good. I mean, he was excellent, uh, excellent, excellent penalty killer. I mean, there's no denying his his uh, value there. But other than that, his metrics were pretty much replacement level. I mean, he defensively um, is just above average. Uh, penalty killing was obviously a strength of his, but, you know, offensively, it's just not doing too much, you know, and it's it's something that. You see this guy consistently in and out in the lineup as and, you know, but you're watching Tomasino and people like that getting, you know, scratch after being called up for a few games. Um, he's just he's just the very definition of uh, he's going to be there. He's a good you know, he's a he's a guy you can stick on your third line, even though he got first line time sometimes this season. And um, were you a you fan? Know, you put, I, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that I'm a huge fan of his necessarily. Um, I don't think he's as bad as most people seem to put him just because he's the mistake, you know, mistakes that anybody was making on this team, especially defensively, you know, you kind of get numb to it, but you know, it wasn't egregious. I think his biggest problem was not being one of the other players that wasn't getting played. And I think that's kind of what drove a lot of the perception of him because it's, I mean, looking at people, uh, he's ranked ahead uh, two spots. Oh, so uh, below him in goals above replacement are Dante Fabro, hmm. Ryan Johansson, Yakov Trenin, Tanner Janot, Kevin Gravel, Mikhail Granlin, Jeremy Lazan. So if you, I mean, it, that's kind of it when you're looking at that and you can kind of see the company he's keeping as far as analytics wise. And then you look at his stats and it's, uh, and the eye test is just kind of, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, there the criticism that he gets is, you know, Yes, he should be getting criticism for his game and, and the decisions to play him. But, you know, there are guys that didn't have that, you know, had slightly worse years than him. You know, nobody talks about the value of a guy like Yaku, Yakov Trenin, who is, you know, exciting. He is a, he's a, he's a, a playmaker. He's a guy who's always, you know, delivering hits. He's not the one that's going to score a bunch of goals for you. And even though analytically he's not grading out very well, this is also a lot, of, you know, comparing him to a lot of the guys that were also, you know, kind of, career AHLers that moved up, you know, Yakov Trenin, Janot, Gravel, guys like that. You know, you don't expect it from guys like Granlund uh, and Lazan, but it's fine. It's not egregious. Mm-hmm. He's not, you know, if, if there's somebody that really, again, like if there's a player that's really sticking out where like they are just kind of, there's a big gap between, you know, everybody else and on a bad team and then him, this one person just doing really bad. That's obviously something that's a little bit more, you know, it's how Mikhail Granlund was this season. Just Mikhail Granlund, no matter what you, he did, he just could not get it together. And, um, you know, it didn't seem like it went too well over for Pittsburgh either. But unfortunately for, for Granlund, because I always liked him, but mm. just a bad season overall. And that's kind of the one where if anybody kind of deserved that level of, of ire from the fans, because really, I mean, fans really shouldn't be getting that upset about who's playing, you know, who's playing on the third line wing. Like it shouldn't be that huge of a deal, but he was keeping Tomasino out of the lineup. You know, he's keeping other guys that, that deservedly showed that they should be in the lineup. And, uh, you know, that's, that's where a lot of it comes. So it wasn't a great year. I don't know. 
I, I want to say that I don't think he'll play that many games next season again, but they just gave him a deal. So we'll see. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's the, the roster is going to be, it's going to be thin in a lot of spots. And that's just something that Nashville is probably going to have to get used to is that they're going to have a lot of replacement level guys plugged in to patch up these spots in the lineup. Cause it's not going to be a complete team next season. No, I don't think so. But still a lot. To, speaking of not being complete though, one of mm-hmm. your, your dudes, Evan Rodriguez last year, it's what we first were talking about here on this very uh, program, Brian. And I think this should be a yearly portion of the podcast. Of course. And it, we need to call it something like the Evan Rodriguez. Uh, uh, t- I don't even know. Like I got to think about this for a second, but just in terms of who is your, who is your Evan Rodriguez this cycle for the Preds? Who do you have circled that could be that under the radar, cheaper option could fit that other fans might not jump for joy over or might not move the needle, but they move the needle for you and you think they would be good for the Preds next season. Do you have your Evan Rodriguez uh, cr- uh, crush going into next year? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's a good question. So um, there's a couple there's a couple players out there that I actually I think fit that fit that mold really well. There's a guy this season. He's uh, coming off of a 16 goal season and 40 points uh, in 70 games, which is pretty impressive. Um, in his this is his year first year with this current team, uh, the Colorado Avalanche, and he's due to become a free agent again. Um, Real strong guy, uh, Evan Rodriguez will also be available. <laughs> I, which I thought you were setting me up for that, but I was mm-hmm. just like, you kept going, and I was like, oh, another guy, huh? Uh, yeah, Evan Rodriguez again. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of guys because again, it's going to be hard to kind of look and see at see players that like you know you can want a guy like you know say the the Kachuk uh, you know trade market was back out there again. Which congratulations, Florida, like good move, absolutely good move. I think. I think even I said that I didn't think that Kachuk was going to make Florida uh, get to the to the Stanley Cup Finals on this very show. So mm-hmm. that's my bad. That's my bad, Matt. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm you know looking at all of the free agents. It's going to be weird to kind of slot in because you know do you go for guys who are going to a guy like Rodriguez, 26 years old, 25 years old, kind of in that midpoint of his career? They're going to start wanting to look for a little bit longer term contracts. And if you're if you've got that long term contract, if you want that. I don't know how well that matches up with what Nashville is going to look to fill that. Cause if they're going to be giving longer contracts to, it's gotta be players that are established or, you know, high draft picks, things like that. And so, you know, you come into places like, you know, Jonathan Taze, please, I hope not, you know, guys like that, uh, Ryan O'Reilly, like in any other year, that might be something where you say that's like a legitimate, he's a guy that can come in, come in, uh, fill a spot and then, you know, help your team get, a one step further in the playoffs and that's not where where nashville is um you know there's there's a lot of i'm trying to think of who you know there's someone like david severson uh in new jersey Hmm. uh i don't know that he's going to if you know i don't know if nashville would get in on that i haven't heard anything about it but he's had a pretty pretty good year and i've liked him for the past two or three years and if if heinz is still the coach there would be some familiarity there so i've always liked him um you know, it's weird because, you know, I look, I'm like, oh, Nashville is is leaking defensemen now. Like, there's no longer like a big, like, the stocks are kind of empty. You know, you look yeah. at Carrier, and you know, Carrier is like your third your third best defenseman now. Do you know who and knows he, this really well? Who's that? UC Saros. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, Chase, yes. You're, you're getting it, man. You're getting it. He's like it's, the Will Smith meme where he's just the last one. He's looking around just like, is and just that's, it's just UC Saros back there. He's by yeah. himself. 
Yeah, I mean, so I mean, you start to look down the list of free agents and things like that, and then you start to go, okay, you know, we look at those guys, the four or five million dollar guys, someone like Severson or somebody like that, you know, um, Eric Hall is a free agent. I don't think so. Um, but then you have to go down and look at the guys who are getting, you know, one point five million dollars. You're the guys like your Nick Beninos, who's currently him and Rocco Grimaldi, ironically, are tearing up at the World Championships right now mm. uh, for Team USA. Cody Glass as well is there for. Uh, for team Canada and he's doing all right. So, but you get guys like, you know, you see, um, Justin Braun guys like that, you know, Jack mm-hmm. Johnson, please know, you know, it, those are the ones where you're probably going to see as, you know, the season starts after the draft happens and there's trades with the draft, you're going to start to see those, you know, those one or $2 million deals for like one year that come in, you know, the kind that brought in Kevin Lankinen, you know, those types of things, those prove it deals. So, um, it's going to be really, really interesting to see where they go with it. But, you know, as there's there's no indication on which direction Nashville's going to go. I just think you know they're going to have to see. You know, the free agent interest may not be that high for some guys. So, but you have uh, an opportunity. Like, if you're a defenseman and you're trying to like, well, I guess it, well, also see who the coach is. Like, you don't even know who what you're signing up for at this point. Like, it yeah. might not be John Hines. It might not be Carl Taylor. It might be one of the other. Like, it's just I think that needs to get settled before uh, you can really start figuring out what guys make sense because we don't even know who's going to be coaching this team yeah and really uh under the radar one looking at this though is um, a guy who plays for right who's in the dallas system but he's right now obviously with texas um mm. tanner caro who okay he's just yeah he's been really fun to watch uh for the stars i mean he seems like in the last two games especially he's been everywhere um you know on both sides of the ice really causing some problems for uh, for askarov so he's another guy who's going to be you know he'll be uh um, he'll be a free agent. It's like, I think he had like a $750,000 deal. So I think that would be one. Cause again, like I said, I think it was last show or which one when I said that like, mm. they'll probably make a bunch of signings or trades, but a lot of it's probably going to be depth is going to be that depth and stuff from Milwaukee. Mm. That would be a guy definitely that I think, you know, he's got, he's got some upside. So it will be interesting to see, um, a guy like that or Dylan Sakura, uh, over from Anaheim. Um, but yeah, no, Evan Rodriguez is still, still, still my dude on that just because, you know, He's there. Oh, and Freddie Goudreau, too, as well. Ooh. If we want to go back to guys Brian, you know, unabashedly loves, uh, for, bring back Freddie Goudreau. He is the he's the one which I don't know if you remember, but the big thing from Nashville when they went to the, the finals that year was that he had come up from Milwaukee and, you know, through injury and everything else, had ended up in the starting lineup, like top six. You know, he had the goals that run, make magical run, and he didn't have a locker. And so hmm. there's that picture of it, like, it's just a chair sitting mm. there with all of his stuff folded over it and like his nameplate sitting above it ah, he's he's doing great he's having good he's doing great stuff in in um in minnesota which oh now that i say that he did sign an extension in minnesota just like a couple weeks ago see now i'm sad chase we're gonna have to make may have to move subjects because now i'm sad well and happier news yeah we could do uh milwaukee let's, yeah. let's do milwaukee um, what's the latest on the Admirals, the game, double overtime loss in game four last night? Um, what's, what's the latest with the ads? <laughs> I really wish Jeff was here for this because he, um, there's been a lot of, a uh, lot of discussion in Nashville this week about the Admirals. Mm. Um, and not, and, and, and it's not just because they're playing it's, uh, well, Jeff, Jeff himself, our boy, uh, kind of set Nashville hockey Twitter, uh, 
a flame a few days ago when he he noticed that i guess for whatever reason he was listening to a local radio hmm. host which i who i won't mention because he doesn't deserve to be you know his name to be mentioned in this talked about um that they had broadcasted on 1025 here in town the that gave the admirals call for the two games mm. and so during game three you know willie donick guys like that they were all you know pete weber they were enjoying the game talking about it on twitter saying it was great to listen to it i mean uh, aaron sims who calls admiral games who's who's a really really great guy and who's been super nice to me every time we've talked um he does a really really great job uh, but this this radio host of course had to bring up the fact that he was like, there's no reason that you should be watching AHL hockey right now um, unless it's like you have like a huge star player or for some reason, otherwise you need to get a life. And, you know, this is a guy that is on the team's flagship station, um, that same flagship sta station that broadcasts the Admiral games. Um, and, of course, they got a lot of people fired up and that um, the Admirals and the Preds both on Twitter have, have called him out a little bit on that one. Mm. But... Let me tell you, folks, like if if it means watching AHL hockey right now means that you need to get a life, then like, yeah, I could have told you that for me, but I'm having a blast doing it. It's 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 been really great. And the Admirals, because they can't make anything easy, um, took game four uh, in Texas. They all they had to do is win one of the next two games and they were on to the Western Conference finals, which they haven't been to since 05 when I graduated high school. Um, yeah. Uh, so it's been a long time. Um they all they do is win one, but the stars took them to double overtime last night. Um, mm. well past yeah, well past my bedtime. Um, and unfortunately, I sleep at like 10 30 on the couch, Brian. It was, yeah, so, so it would have been, a, yeah, it was, it was, I think it was just finishing up right about that time. We're at that age, folks, where it just mm -hmm. happens where you don't even know. Like, I'm sitting up in a chair, Brian, and I'm just under my weighted blanket and I fell asleep. Like, I used to camp outside of Thompson Bowling. Yeah, Bruce Pearl. Like I, like I'd go at like nine o'clock at night and just stay up and do it. I saw there. Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows, the midnight showing for the last one. I think I did a midnight showing for every single fine. Like <laughs> I think from Goblet on, I did the midnight showings for the first night, and I'm getting out at like what three, four, mm -hmm. and just taking a quick snooze and then going back to class or doing whatever. Like going to school, like in high school, like starting at seven thirty in the morning, like just. Mm -hmm. like it was no big deal those days are long gone i couldn't even imagine like absolutely not anything out mm -hmm. late no i'm out i won't be awake <laughs> it's not happening yeah yeah you know now that i'm not like i'm not up late because i've got you know a baby or something here mm -hmm. uh, now it's just like you know now you, you used to have i used to have to always do that and like as much as it was you know miserable at times losing sleep it was like well i also got a lot of brian stuff done during that that's time true in the middle of the night uh and then hockey was you know that was the time like the whole reason why i'm covering hockey is because i was just watching hockey and had nothing else to do when i was trying to rock a baby to sleep and, isn't that uh, funny you mm -hmm. just never know like uh and i'm assuming that was your oldest right but well yeah but both really i mean it's yeah. now the the oldest is how i just started watching hockey um yeah. getting into it so does again, she know that you got that's how oh yeah uh, oh yeah there's talking. pictures of her there's pictures of her throughout the whole process you know she did the learn to skate or learn to play with the pre uh, with the predators for a year mm. um you know, we have pictures of her. I think one of the very first pictures of me like doing anything Preds related was my first game and her first game was a the Future Stars game like six years ago mm -hmm. um, where Sammy Sammy Gerard, you know, stole my heart as like an awesome can't miss prospect and he got traded away and then, you know, has flourished with Colorado, obviously. But uh, he's been there. I've got the picture the first time I met any of the players got a picture of her being like three years old uh, with Philip Forsberg and UC Saros 
Hartman me in a bad knockoff Target jersey. That's great. It's really sad. It's really oh, sad. That's great. But yeah, but the point being is that it's it's it is really cool. How it does, but yeah, she knows. Mm-hmm. Like it, she knows that it's uh, it's it's all her fault. You know, to to, to borrow a phrase, but. I did have to have that talk after the game about, you know, why it's okay to be mean to the players when you when you tell them you suck at games, <laughs> which I think every kid, little kid has to have that discussion where they're like, it's really fun to say, but is that, are we being mean? I'm like, no, that's fine. They're making millions of dollars. Yeah, yes. whatever you want. Just, there's a line and you know, it's a line. Like you have to have that conversation, but it's also just, it's different with kids. Like I just, I think we talked about that. Uh, Jeff had a crazy fan uh, when he was at a Preds game as a fan a couple months oh, ago. Yeah. And you just see it like, it just, I feel like it should be instinctual to know what the line is and know what you should and should not say uh, mm-hmm. to folks. And look, it's not like you shouldn't say anything. Cause I think those people go way too far where it's like uh, you, it just be con- like, well, no part of the experience of being a fan and like me going to university of Tennessee sporting events here is that I can scream about the game <laughs> and the dogs and uh, that sort of thing. And really get in their face uh, when the Gators, like uh, there was a dude who literally, uh, and this is a because we're all Tennessee all the time here on this very program, Brian. When I was at Tennessee, Florida uh, last year, this uh, <laughs> there was this flo- this guy brought a Gator fan brought a blown up um, Florida Gate like just Gator, and uh-huh. was just whenever because Florida started okay and was like yeah. really hyped and like smacking Tennessee fans with the inflatable Gator, oh, uh, and it was very annoying and i couldn't say anything because i'm like florida just kind of owns tennessee at this point and yeah. i'm like i'm not gonna get all hyped if tennessee is uh, <laughs> doing okay in the second quarter where i'm like there's still a lot of time for tennessee to blow this in excruciating fashion so i'm just gonna let the florida fans have fun for a while and when tennessee went up i think after the jabari small touchdown where they're up three scores some tennessee fan like screamed at this dude and like looked him in the eye and pulled out like a knife or something and like stabbed and like br- like deflated the gator amazing yeah, and I'm just like that's that's part of the appeal. You need both. Yeah, you need. Yeah, you, you got to get there back and forth. It's funny you were gonna you you, were, you brought up Florida because I was gonna say like oh, yeah I've taught them you know that like yeah you obviously you know you find that line. Mm-hmm. Um, I, but I have also made sure that both my children do know that anything involving the Florida Gators, there is no limit, and if 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 anything, go harder. So yes. Yeah. I 100% agree mm-hmm. on that front. Um, last thing in Milwaukee, a couple of different players who spent some time with the ads. Luke Evangelista, who we talked about a lot, uh, with Gross, with Sherwood, with Jankowski, McCarron. We talked about Tomasino, too. Who did you want to... Is there anyone in particular that you wanted to kind of spotlight their season in the AHL or anyone in particular? Yeah, I mean, so there's some guys in here that, I mean, really... We've talk, we have talk about them a lot, but there's a good reason why we talk about them. And, and mm. I think the biggest the biggest trio is you know uh, is is Kiefer Sherwood, Luke mm. Evangelista and Jordan Gross. I mean these guys have they lead the team in points. Um Evangelista leads the team in goals and points in the playoffs with uh four goals, seven uh seven assists. So mm. uh, 11 points I think basically double check real quick cuz I had to hand track this. Uh yeah, so seven of his uh, 11 points are primary points. So that's four goals and three primary assists. So um he also leads with p- four points on the in on the power play, which mm-hmm. also he t- he's tied with Jordan Gross and Kiefer Sherwood. Um but together I mean they've had just a tremendous run and these are guys that 
their NHL time has made a huge difference. And again, I remember, you know, during development camp this year, it's saying that, you know, Evangelista was just kind of on another level compared to every other player that was there. Like he was the most NHL ready. He felt like he was skating at another, another gear that, that the other guys didn't have. And he's, he's proved that. I mean, he's been everywhere and uh Kiefer Sherwood, he was out for the last couple of games. I think he had an upper body injury, mm. uh, but he has come back and has been just tremendous. I mean, he's still scrappy and, and, literally flying all over the ice, you know, making contact with people and scoring and being really dangerous. So the, those three guys are are players that like, if there's anybody on this team right now, that is a hundred percent, like deserves to spend the, the entirety of next season in Nashville. It's those three. Um, but, you know, you, you see, you know, there's been a little bit of disappointing, um, you know, performances. Tomasino has not had a great, uh, great playoffs. Only has two points in nine games. Uh, Jankowski, one goal, two assists. Uh, Michael McCarron, one goal and two assists, which I'm going to caveat that one because, you know, McCarron is coming back from he had a stint in the player assistance program this season and returned to Milwaukee for kind of like a to get him back into ho- uh, hockey shape and everything like that. And he's been doing a tremendous job with them and his presence, despite just three points, like his presence has been definitely noticed. I mean, he I mean, he, he's had a ridiculous face off percentage, especially in this series against Texas. And, you know, going through what he went through personally is it's tough. It's really tough. And to, for him to come back and kind of fit back in there and really kind of take a leadership role with the admirals has been really, really great to see. And it's good to see, um, you know, a couple of guys that aren't, I'm going to say they haven't spent time with Nashville this season, but are mm-hmm. in the system. Um, Anthony Angelo is a player that he's got, he's got a point in this playoff, but he, he's, he leads the playoffs right now and has led the playoffs since the end of the first round in mm-hmm. penalty minutes with 28. Um, he is sitting at a, a minus two overall for the, for the season. So, I mean, it's he has been a little bit of a liability. And I struggle to really – I try not to criticize AHL players in the same way that I do when I evaluate NHL players just because it's, you know, it's a different stage in development. But this is a guy who's – he, he came in to be big, and he's been big, but he's not really offering much of the the benefits of having that other than just – keeping physical and he's he's been probably one of the only players i think that we've seen where it's just been unfortunately like it probably is time to bring in another guy um isaac ratcliffe and uh isaac rushoff guys are awesome rushoff guys that came over in trades um they have been huge i mean uh ratcliffe has been he's got what two two goals and two goals and uh, an assist in three games i believe Mm -hmm. Uh, since his first three games no first two games in the playoffs so three points in two games um he came over from the vegas system um, and he's been an absolute steal. So he's been really great. And then, of course, Joachim Kamel, which mm. the man has has come over. And I thought, I believe, I think I even hedged my bets when he came over, saying, I, you know, he'll definitely play, but I don't see him, you know, blowing things up. No. Do you think he makes wrong. NHL next year? Ah, uh, I think he'll, he'll get some time. I'm not sure if it's going to be, you know, burn a year of his ELC by playing more than, you know, playing 10, 11 games. But I mean, so he's, he, he came over. I mean, as soon as his season was over overseas, he came mm. over to Milwaukee. He's played 21 games. So 14 regular season, seven playoff in that time. He has nine goals and 17 points. So just under a point per game uh, thing in seven playoff games, mm. three goals for uh, three goals and one assist. So he has been, really fun to watch and he, like there's not he there's no there's not been very much of a transition as far mm. as like him kind of getting adjusted to the game and things like that i mean if there was you know there was a lot of it in the regular a little bit in the regular season but 
the playoffs have come and he has been really been a force a force to reckon with and I, i'd really like to see him get worked up into the lineup a little bit more mm-hmm. um because right now he's 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 playing with rush off i think and I, I think he would do really well to be as a threat especially with a guy like luke evangelista out there who can really great you know puck you know creator with the puck and so i think that could be something great but i mean his shot every time i see it i I, it's like the first time just like man the man's got a rocket on it so i i don't think he's done in this playoffs i really don't think he's done i like it well we can end on this you know who is done kyle dubas yeah in toronto we wondered if that was going to be the case with just certain important guys. You only you threw out Austin Matthews back to Phoenix or wherever the Coyotes are playing hockey by that <laughs> point in time. Um, I think they are, the Coyotes are just like the um, the Arrested Development Tobias Funke of NHL, where it's like it didn't work. This like the votes and everything else, where it's like it didn't work for them, but it might work for us. So they do no. this cross, like they that poll they threw out, where it's like, where would y'all like to see? And I'm like, what? Are you starting from scratch all over again? Are you just going to keep doing this for 40 years? And then all the Atlanta fans were super pissed and rightfully so because they're like, we didn't get this many hoops with Atlanta spirit to kind of fight to keep uh, the thrashers in Atlanta for very long. It was pretty quick. Like the fight to keep the coyotes in, uh, in the state of Arizona is pretty, pretty wild, but um, maybe that's where he goes. Maybe that's uh, Kyle Dubas's next, uh, next spot <laughs> is in Arizona with Austin Matthews. I don't know. What do you, what do you make of um, the Wonder Kid uh, from years ago and kind of the machine that he did build? That he did build in Toronto that <laughs> did, uh, obviously did not have the kind of results that uh, he or any Maple Leaf fan would have preferred. But what will you remember most about his timeline uh, in Toronto? And do you think uh, he's still one of the elite general manager- managers in the sport? Well, I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, he. He, I mean, he was hired as their general manager at 32 years old. Yeah. I mean, and and he's been what two? I think his record is 221, 109, and 42. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, it, pretty pretty good regular season numbers. Obviously, you you look and you see the playoffs, but you know, it's he was a guy that a lot of people, you know, for one, there's a lot of reasons the criticism against him. Rather, unless you know, mm-hmm. big he was a big analytics guy, so he kind of became a guy a target for the people who who don't believe in that stuff. But then. You know, he had, he's, he's, you know, it's like when you're the head coach of the, the Dallas Cowboys, you're the head coach or you're the, you know, the manager of the New York Yankees. I mean, that's what that is, you know, and that's him. He's in, he's got the Toronto Maple Leafs. And despite bringing in so many big players and assembling the roster that they have, which again is a very talented and very good roster, it's just they haven't been able to put that together. And I think it's one of those cases where, there are a lot of cases in sports and we all tend to do this. Uh, you and I not, are not excluded from that where, you know, you kind of put everything into, okay, this guy needs to be fired. He's very bad for all of these reasons. Here's why, or this guy is so much better. So we need to, it's kind of a, it's, it's a one, it's a spectrum, but it's two points. It's, it's a mm. really bad, but Dubas was fine, but he was fine for long enough that it's just, it wasn't producing the results that they did. And so it's not as much, I think an indication on his performance as a whole, as much as it is, it's going well, you know, the contract, it, you know, we're not going to renew the contract. So his contract expires on June 30th, like David Poyles. Mm-hmm. And they just said, yeah, we're not going to renew it. So, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily see this as a scathing indictment, you know, despite them, you know, getting out, you know, getting knocked out of the second round, but 
it's it's something I mean, he's not done in the nhl obviously even if the nhl wasn't as you know the coaching tree is a is a wreath in the mm. nhl uh, i don't think he's going to be done you know by a long is there shot. an obvious I, fit like is there an opening right now or someone who might who would not have had an opening but then kyle comes on the board because i don't think a lot of folks thought he was gonna he was not gonna stick around in toronto uh, I felt- yeah i mean so there's the calgary situation which i don't I'm not sure which direction they're going to be going with that, but I do know that they did. Of course they did uh, go and interview, brought some out of town interviews in and they brought in Stan Bowman, which mm. Calgary, you know, flames might be fl- flames might be an app name for the state of that franchise. If they go and hire Stan Bowman coming off of running Chicago into the ground, overseeing and, and being a huge part of, of that case with Kyle beach there. So um, Quinville shame- obviously would probably come with him, right? I don't know, but it's only a matter of time before that happens too. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's not it's not great, but you know I don't think I think Calgary is down to their final four. I believe I think uh, mm-hmm. Elliot Friedman mentioned that, and so um, I don't think you know he'd be a fit there. It's it's hmm, I don't know to be honest. I mean I'm part of me is very glad that this happened. Mm. you know before you know the announcement with Poyle and everything like that. It didn't happen then because then it's been brought up before you know that'd be certainly an interesting option you know but obviously we now know that's not the case and so no no it is very it's going to be very curious to see what he does but it's going to be kind of a which other team is going to be willing to um you know want to invest in a younger guy like this and say you know your guy comes in like this as opposed to a to a barry trotz and like you know he if he could have the same mindset right now as David Poyle is. I'm not going to stop until we get a, a Stanley Cup. And you can be like, well, that could be 20 years from now, but he's a guy that can stay in place and let's do that. It's, you know, it's not guys at the end of their run or, you know, up there in years. So it's kind of like, well, how much longer do you think they, they have left in the tank? He's going to be there and he's going to want to be aggressive. And I, you know, I don't hate the moves that he made. I don't, you know, hate him as a general manager. There's a lot worse options out there. Uh, so I don't think, I think it's not going to be long, but it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, a team from maybe a, maybe a big U S team tries to pull him in. That'd be, be, be interesting, but yeah. Um, it's been a little bit of a mess too with the, I think, uh, the, the president said that he, up until their like end of uh, end of season, like press conference, he said that he was like, he was much closer to leaning into like bringing him back. But then after that, he said he, everything cha- he changed in his mind, which mm. is a very weird thing to say in public about this, that like something magically clicked at that point. Cause I mean, obviously he's probably lying, mm. but you know, it's just a weird way to kind of throw the, throw the, the team into a little bit of turmoil. So, uh, if it's a circus, you know, you hate to see that for organization, but it will be very entertaining for, for those of us outside of Toronto. For sure. I think he's going to be back sooner than ladies, 37, uh, still one of the premier uh, GMs, I think in this sport and minds. And he might just, he might, ha- I mean, he could just hide out for a little bit, uh, take yeah. a year off and just see what the landscape looks like next off season, build some connections, see where things are going with certain uh franchises and go from there so i think you will not have any trouble getting work when kyle dubas is ready to uh start working as a gm again and he deserves it i think he's still one of the better what top five top 10 gms in the league something like that yeah look here's here's the hoping that 37 is not your peak right no yeah let's (laughs) hope not goodness gracious (laughs) brian baston what can the folks check out from you and the team over at on the forecheck.com this week oh the draft is coming i've i've i submitted our uh 
I, I got registered with the NHL for this offseason to, to request credentials for my team. So we're going to find out about the NHL awards and the NHL draft, which is going to be a very insane week for me personally uh, mm-hmm. there at the end of June. Um, I'm probably going to do all the Nashville things with people that are coming into town. Like I'm going to make them all go get buy buy one, get two free uh, boots. Uh, we'll probably do a pedal tavern, uh, take them to Coyote Ugly. Uh, oh, you're going see. full tourist Nashville. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I want them to know what it, what it's like. <laughs> I want them to know my pain mm. <laughs> when I'm leaving. When I'm when we have a, when a matinee game at you know eleven o'clock at Bridgestone Arena, and I'm getting I'm getting out of the arena at like four on mm. a Saturday, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to be here right now. I want them to know it's fun. It really is fun. I can't say. I mean, it is You're actually laughing. Yeah. You're having a great time. I'm having a great time. And I'm going to have a really great time watching these people do these things because they're going to be like, oh, this isn't that bad. And then we'll see afterwards because the bachelorette, you know, the bachelorette virus gets gets us all at times. We can't we can't help it. Sometimes you just got to woo. That is definitely a uh, a possibility. So there you go. Well, that's fun. Uh, Nashville and Brian's going to have some stories for you. This is yes. going to be good. Next I month is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm gonna have a lot of stories. I will say this though, another thing, a little bit mm-hmm. outside of about uh, hockey. Um, big thing I'm a huge supporter of, huge fan of, and I think it hasn't been talked uh, talked about at all, really, uh, online or in in the world. Um, the new Legend of Zelda game rules. Go get it if you have any doubt at all about whether you should. No, it's it's good. I right now, honestly, I've thought about it like ten times during this podcast, mm-hmm. Chase. It's that good. So if you wow. get some time out there, go, go get it because it's uh, it's really fun. There you go. I like and, it. I like yeah. it. Letting y'all know how big of a nerd I am, but man, that game is fun. And there I don't play go. video games like for long periods of time anymore. I can't do it. I can't do and sit down and play like, you know, Halo and stuff all night anymore. Yeah, we're washed. No, I could do this with Zelda if I could just I'm considering okay. taking off work, you know. <laughs> it's that good. I like it's it. It's very fun. Brian Baston, thank you as always, and uh, I will talk to you next week. Thanks, see you. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 